Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Versero here on the Leadership Lowdown. I'm grateful that you took time to tune in, and I'm grateful for the fact that we've got a wonderful guest with us today. His name is Mike Ramsby. He's president and of GRA Benefits Group. So, uh, Mike, welcome to our humble show. Oh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Vic. Yeah, we're glad to have you here, and it's exciting. I, I have to, I have to confess, I have a lot of different sources that I um, uh, uh, find to uh, identify guests and get people on the show. And you know what? Uh, you came into my world because I noticed something you did on LinkedIn, which was kind of talk about some pretty cool uh, leadership kind of things. And I thought, man, this guy sounds like he's got it going on. So, Mike, I'm glad you uh, took time out from your busy schedule to join us. And and before we go too much further, why don't you tell us a little bit about, about what your role is and who, who uh, your organization is? Well, thanks, Vic. Uh, I'm glad that LinkedIn finally is paying off. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Expensive membership, right? (laughs) Well, I I don't know. It's it's, it's value. It's value, obviously. Uh, But you're posting so much up there, and you're wondering, like, hey, is anyone uh, paying attention to that? Right, right. uh, Good to know. So, uh, yeah, a little bit about myself. Um, I'm I'm kind of a a Michigan guy. Um, Always um, uh, been away for a little bit. Uh, spent about seven years down in Dallas, but mm. uh, for the most part, a Michigan guy. And um, and um, background is really, uh, you know, I have a computer science major, so I'm a. I understand that world, but I understood it enough to know I didn't want to do it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So, this I know I, I can check the box now, right? I went out. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I got that wonderful degree and. <laughs> And said, "Yeah, I'm not going to be a programmer. Um, no. I was more interested in um, working with people, talking with people, consulting, and solving problems." Wow, you know um, that's really funny, Mike, because a guy that's that's buried his face in the computers and doing that kind of stuff wants to be with people. You, generally, it's the opposite. So no wonder you found your way out of there. You yeah, dealing yeah. with people's where it's at for you, huh? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, I was fortunate when I when I one of my first real jobs out of college. I, I that. Having that background, though, got me into a position where I could get into the consulting world. Yeah. Um, so having the technical background got me there, but you know, I ended up not actually doing any programming. It was actually uh, working with software and um, solving people's problems with software, and then uh, eventually got into a sales position um, in, in software. So. Mm. That, that's kind of where my career began, and then um, uh, lo and behold, my uh, my dad gave me a call in about 1999 and said, "Hey, I, I need you to. I was down in Dallas. I need you to come back and solve some problems for me. I want you to get back in the family business." Um, we were thinking about having a family, my wife and I, so we moved back and um, learned the employee benefit world. Oh. Um, so when I joined, I did not know what, um, you know, short-term disability was or life insurance was or what a PPO or HMO was. So I had to learn all that vernacular. Um, but it was, you know, we were, we were just solving problems. It was just different problems basically. Yeah. Um, And was that, you said your dad's business. So was that, was that what he was all about? Is he a benefits guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a, a life insurance man selling door-to-door table, selling life insurance. How about that? And uh, he got into uh, employee benefits, kind of right time, right place, and uh, he created a organization. And, uh, you know, this in, in 2000, 1999, uh, you know, technology was really starting to get into the uh, 
employee benefits world, and they were looking at some tools, and, and so he just thought because I he had paid for that uh, IT degree, he should get some payback. <laughs> well, that's kind of that's kind of I don't know if it's that's almost a quid pro quo, right? So that's I, I love it. Well, you know, I had to I also just need to call a timeout here to talk about your dad for a second because I can tell you that um, you know having an insurance background, I've always looked at life insurance salespeople as special people, salt of the earth sales people because anybody can quote uh, an auto product that says um, uh, you know the government says you have to have it or anybody can quote a homeowner's mm-hmm. product that's at your mortgage company says you have to have but when you create a life sale um, what you're doing is you're tapping into somebody's uh, love for their family and uh, and taking care of uh, their responsibility and doing some pretty noble things and so uh, life insurance salespeople have a special place in my heart so yep. do you do you guys sell life insurance in your organization now too uh, we we do uh, not group. directly, indirectly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most of our business today is um, uh, really uh, servicing employee benefits for um, insurance brokers, agents, uh, and their clients. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're in providing services around employee benefits to that audience. That that's kind of where the model has gone. I mean, uh, you know, I was in the software industry in 1999 and, and it was just that lucky phone call. So a, a lot of life is luck, right? <laughs> yeah. Right well, time, we'll take right it. place. Yeah. And it was that lucky phone call and and he being a great salesman convinced me to move back. Uh, and then, of course, shortly afterwards, that the software industry just went, you know, downhill. Yeah, yeah. Well, so hey, you know, it, I was so lucky. It it, was well, lucky. we always have a saying: I'd rather be lucky than good. And so, in this yes, case, sir. we're lucky to have you here today with us, Mike. We're so glad you tuned into the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Bercherio, and we'll be right back. Now hiring? Capital Area Michigan Works can assist you with your hiring needs, all at no cost. From large-scale hiring assistance to locating the right candidate for a hard-to-fill position, Capital Area Michigan Works is your resource. We offer creative solutions from career fairs to on-the-job training grants and scholarship programs to make sure you have the best and brightest employees. Visit our website at www.camw.org to learn more about how we can assist your business with its hiring needs. You found the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero with Mike Ramsby, president of GRA Benefits Group. And Mike, uh, I loved uh, the first segment we started talking about some of the ways that you got in there. And of course, you got uh, the, that call from the from the best salesman in the world who said, I need you to come home. And so how do you say no to dad? But dad had to teach you some pretty interesting, wonderful lessons if he was a door-to-door guy and and some of the sales things that went on in his world. Tell us about um, how uh, how that all unpacked and unfolded for you when you got started. Well, it was just it was really about work ethic. You know, when you break it down, I, I know you hear that so often, but um, I think the problem in today is that not enough people they hear it, but they don't see it. Yeah. Um, and, and and hearing it versus seeing it are two different things. So you know, I, I saw it. Um, you know, here's a guy, the first, first one to graduate from college, um, didn't have anything, you know, plowed his way through, 
Um, started working, you know, at, at uh, General Motors as a foreman on the night mm. shift. Oh, wow. You know, we'd pick them up at, you know, ungodly hours to, to after work. <laughs> um, and then, you know, realizing you wanted to do something more than that. Um, so we started selling um, sponges. No uh, way. Remember, Are you remember <laughs> the flat sponges and you'd add water and they would, you know, and so he started selling those door to door. And then just got lucky and um, uh, found a guy, kind of a, a mentor to him, um, and learned the life insurance business and uh, started going door to door and selling life insurance and realized, you know, that was exhausting as well and found a better way in terms of uh, going to uh, trade associations or chambers of commerce and working uh, relationships with them to expose their membership to yeah. to what he had to offer. And so it was just a work ethic. I mean, he was just always, always, always working, and he pulled himself up from nothing. You know, well, what's interesting, what's interesting to me is when you, you've, you've said lucky a couple times, but, you know, people that hustle and, and are yep. willing to really put their nose to the grindstone, I it's one of those things where I, I think about, you know, yep, it's lucky, but, you know, sometimes we talk about creating our own luck. And part of that is uh, is people that are willing to work often find find a way to get her done and stumble into some pretty cool pretty cool things. You know, uh, as you were talking about your dad and the the hours that he worked in the life insurance business, you know, one of the things that I remember is uh, a thing called debit companies, and they literally would sell these small policies, and then the the salesman would go back and on a monthly mm-hmm. basis collect you know, Mm $3.83 or whatever it is, you know, and they'd have these, these collections of these, uh, of the premium as well as, uh, as well as the sale. And so those are, those are long, long days and hours to, to turn a nickel. But, uh, I, I think, uh, your dad sounds like he figured it out because he figured out that, Hey, I could serve and take care of more people, uh, if I decided to go in through this other window. Right. Yeah, and then I had to learn it. You know, I, I remember the paper routes where you had to go and collect <laughs> yeah. the money for the right. people, yeah. and uh, you know, t- talk about getting twenty-five cents out of a guy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and nowadays with whatever's in the paper, I'm not sure we could even sell a paper, can we? <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, and no. isn't that funny the way we have these different uh, uh, learning opportunities? And so, you know, you can look around and see all kinds of uh, examples uh, if that's what you're looking for. And uh, and you know, there's it's what strikes me as really interesting is I've talked to people that have that have succeeded and they they found somebody that they can look to that that helped them along the way. And then I have I found also people that are struggling and failing. And sometimes the challenges is they use the the, the people in their life that haven't succeeded as the reason why they're not succeeding. And mm-hmm. I just love the fact that uh, look in the end. Turn it up. We're going to go to work. Roll up your sleeves. Let's get her done. And so it's really exciting to see some of that. Um, so along the way, there must have been uh, your your mom. Was there a mother in, involved in the picture here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And so she was um, keeping the fort down, or was she a working mom the, outside no, the home? Uh, a little bit of teaching, keeping the fort down, um, you know, and um, eventually got out of that and just keeping the fort down. Um, I think later in life it was – you know, when I got into my sales career, um, I had a, a sales manager, Mike Meridian, huh. and um, he took us through this, uh, you've probably heard of it, solution selling. Mm-hmm. And um, that really kind of opened my eyes and, and still helps me today. And, and really what, what it is, is kind of asking the tough 
questions. You mm-hmm. know, as you know, a lot of us are afraid to ask some type of question. Um, but it was really about asking the tough question in terms of figuring out the value to the client. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are two things that I, that I learned from him, and I still use it today, is, you know, okay, if we can do this and this, what's the value to you? Because, yeah, your product has a price, but your product might be more valuable to somebody depending on what you're solving for them so that you can attach the price. So, yeah. you know, if you're selling solutions, a lot of times your price is arbitrary. Um, and in asking those tough questions, you can say, well, geez, if, if we can do this for you, what does that mean for, for your organization? And then your, 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 client, your prospect will say, well, we no longer have to do this. We no longer have to do this. And then the board of directors will get their reports quicker or faster. Yeah. Um, you know, and so now you're starting to see, oh, well, geez, my product's not worth 20 cents. It's worth $2.50. Well, and isn't that great? It's so true, Mike, because you're putting the you're putting the onus up on the results rather than on the premium or the cost of the item. So I just love that. Man, there's so much to learn from you, Mike. I'm so glad you're with us today here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vershero. We're going to go pay some bills and come right back. Sanair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sanair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sanair.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. Vic Versero here with Mike Ramsby, president of GRA Benefits Group. And so, uh, Mike, in the last segment, we, we ran out of time. But, man, there were so many rich uh, targets in there to talk about. And one of the things we talked about was asking the tough questions. But I wanted to go back before we get into that. Um, and just remind everybody about what you did in that last segment, because part of what we always talk about, especially in sales, is we talk about the price. And we focus on the price because everybody's trying to figure out, man, look at that price, and all they can see is that. But what you did in that last segment, you talked about, wait a minute, well, what would this mean to you if you could X, Y, and Z? And all of a sudden, we're not talking about price, we're talking about value, and that value to your company all always, always is the value grows, the price shrinks. And so I just love what you did there. And, and I, anything else you want to add to that? Because um, there's a lot for people to unpack in that. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, just asking uh, more open-ended questions. I think in today's world, you know, with everything is on the internet and there's a service or an app and there's a price to it. So I think kind of we're getting into that mentality, at least I see that, that everything is fixed. Mm. Um, and solutions are not fixed, you know, they're, they're, they're open-ended, um, and they're infinite. Um, so just, just asking what I call is, you know, the tough questions, figuring out the value to client, but, you know, I focus on the why, why does someone need to do that? I'll get a lot where, uh, people will tell me, well, they asked this question and I answered it. So we're done. (laughs) And I'm like, well, 
why did they ask that question? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I answer the question. We're done. You know, and, and in our business where our model is today is focused totally on customer service. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the product is employee benefits, but it's really customer service. So to be truly an expert in that and exceed, I, I think you've got to know the why. Um, because then you can add more robust information to your answer because they may not have been, your customer may not have been thinking about all the other stuff that goes with that question. Um, and if you don't get to the root of it, um, you know, you, you, you may not fully answer the question. Well, I think, man, you just did some great stuff there, Mike. Uh, the Part of what I see, especially with sales teams, because I've led a few of them, is an awful lot of organizations have not spent much time developing their sales teams or helping them educate them at all. And we have an old saying or cliche that used to be, selling is not telling. And so I think part of what we do is uh, is by there's a couple things that are important in the sales process, and one of them is building trust. And if you just come in dumping your bucket, only talking about um, what you can do rather than trying to have a listening ear for what those needs are. And the other thing, too, is, uh, is the art of the open-ended question. Uh, because um, asking yes and no questions makes for a pretty lonely conversation because uh, you're sitting there going back and forth. So when you think about um, trying to coach some of those, do you have a, a sales team that you are developing, Mike? That you're that you're coaching along the way yourself? No, no. We, you know, in our business, um, well, I, I've got a couple of people, but they wear multiple hats. Yeah, so. right. Yeah. Uh, I really don't have salespeople. A lot of our business is just referral only. Yeah, so, right. Yep. Um, but we are doing a little bit. But it, even those managers that I work with, it's, you know, they, well, what should I be asking? Well, ask them um, what keeps them up at night. What mm-hmm. are the critical issues? Right. What challenges are you facing? You know, all of those type of open-ended questions. And then... Um, in dealing with them or dealing with employee, their, their employees and who they manage, uh, it's, it's really about just kind of being honest. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of time we, we tend in today's world not to be honest. We try to sugarcoat it. Uh, and sometimes you've got to be honest, and, um, and more times than not. Um, and then seeing things from other people's shoes, whether yeah. it's your client, your prospect, or even the employee, where are they coming from? How do you place yourself in their shoes? And if you can look at, you know, uh, asking the why, being honest, and seeing it from their shoes, you're going to get a robust picture and you're going to provide a robust solution. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's strong there too when you talk about you know uh, seeing it from their point of view. I, I think there's so many times that that um, it's the same old thing. I, I and I won't get this right, Mike, but it's something like um, you know if if every problem is a nail and your only tool is a hammer, you know that pretty much means uh, shows you exactly how you're going to react to it. But when you go in like you are suggesting and try to understand, earn the point of view and understand the point of view, you can see things from their their light and uh, their vantage point, and all of a sudden now you're talking about solutions. So that's kind of where you're going with that whole thing, right? Yeah, I, mean, I had one of our uh, one of our uh, carriers come in the other day, and um, uh, basically they, they they do life insurance, disability, you know, and so forth, and and um, now they're saying, hey, why don't we change the conversation and ask the employer. How, what challenges they're having in the hiring process? Because guess what? We now have a solution for that. 
Mm. Um, so it wasn't about their solution directly wasn't going to sell more disability or life insurance. No. But they were going to solve a problem that the employer is facing in today's world. You know, it's hard to find people and hire people and so forth. They were going to solve that issue so that they could get higher and they could finally get life insurance or accident insurance or more insurance because of that. Yeah, so, you know, if they were to just say, hey, I, I, I like to I like to give you more life insurance. The buyer is going to say, I don't need more life insurance. That's and then the, that's it. That's in the conversation. Yeah. They won't know that that buyer was having a challenge hiring people. So they train their people to change the conversation to be what challenges are you facing in onboarding or hiring to lead them into we have a solution for that with the new thing that we offer and in turn find more uh, value. What a a difference. What a difference to help and keep the focus on solutions. And you're, you're doing that today for us, Mike. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. We'll be right back. You can listen to the Michigan Business Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, on the smartphone app, and on its website at www.michiganbusinessnetwork.com. This is Vic Vershero here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm delighted to have with us on the Leadership Lowdown, Mike Ramsby, president of GRA Benefits Group. And of course, Mike, as we're talking about this, there's so many things that can happen in the landscape in terms of changing worlds and everything else. You mentioned that you kind of had a computer background and some of the things that have changed there. You talk about changing landscape of uh, benefits. Uh, That just is something that is hard to keep up with because there's always different challenges and different things going on. Has there ever been a time in your world when when you thought, wow, uh, this is this is coming in buckets and I'm not sure we can keep up with it? Yeah, yeah. It was um, 2012, you know, um, dad and his partner had built this business up and uh, very successful. We had 50 employees and uh, things were just, you know, rocking and rolling and I'd been there for about 12 years, and um, it was getting time for them to retire. So, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to be the new uh, sheriff in town, so to speak. And uh, <laughs> and then uh, we, Dad and I went to a meeting, and we realized that, um, we, you know, 90% of our income came from one contract, and that contract was not going to be renewed. Oh, wow. Uh, wow, what the, a game due, changer. Yeah, due to the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> so... The Affordable Care Act does a lot of good things. Uh, one of the things it has in it is that for every dollar of premium that a carrier takes in, they can only keep 20 cents. So we were part of that 20 cents. Uh-huh. Um, so they had to scale back on that. And so, you know, we just learned that we're going to lose 90% of our income and we're probably going to have to get rid of a lot of people. And, um, Dad had a non-compete, so he couldn't be involved. He, he was gone, and I was left trying to figure out what are we going to do. I, I love these people. How do I keep them employed? Yeah. How do I keep putting food on the table for myself and, and the employees? Wow. What a, what a game changer. And I guess at that point in time, you feel like you've got a brick tied around your, your foot and you're headed for 50 feet of water. 
Well, I'll tell you what, you learn who your friends are. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. I got to tell you. Know, you. <laughs> you really learn who your friends are. Your, your close friends are, you know, the ones that reach out to you and, and, and say how you're doing and so forth. And then, of course, your business friends. Yeah. You, know, you, you learn who your business friends are. And um, I think we all take for granted how secure all those relationships are, but you can always nurture them to infinity because you never know when you're going to need them. Well, I think, boy, that there's there's some gold in that statement for sure. Is the is the notion that you know these relationships are really really strong and important, and how you keep that going. Um, so many times in business, I've had acquaintances, and then. You know, when push comes to shove, uh, that's what they are, uh, is uh, people yep. you've been acquainted with. They're not people that can pull you through. And, of course, you know, you can't run business uh, on, on friendships, but you know what? Oftentimes businesses are run on relationships. And when you have a chance to uh, to further those relationships or to, to deepen them, I think you're on to something pretty special. Interesting that you, that you mentioned that because as I think about some of the challenges that, that organizations can go through, um, uh, I always talk about something, and maybe you can respond to me on this, but we talk about a personal board of directors. And what that means is that is that when you have an individual that might be a small business owner, part of what the challenge is is you're in it alone, and there's nobody to talk to. Right. And so um, we talk about forming a small uh, personal board of directors where you have maybe four, five, six people that are really cherished uh, people that you really spend good time with and develop that relationship. And when you have challenges that go this deep, like in 2012, you can go to that board of directors and say, hey, Jerry, how are you handling, how would you handle this situation? What would you do? And being able to get that that uh, uh, information. So I would I would ask, is is that when you're in and faced with something like that, how did you, how did you sink or swim? Did you look for the information coming in from other sources? Uh, did you have that personal board of directors in place? What, what happened? Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I like how you've named it. I, I never had a label for it, but really that's what it is. Um, and and you, you talk to those people, and, and um, they have ideas, and, and some of them have ideas for personal growth as well. So yeah. you've got to watch, you know, are they giving you the advice that you really need? And, and that maybe <laughs> shrinks that board of directors even more, if right. you will. Yep. Um, but at the end of the day, what I learned f- with all that con- uh, consultations is I had to sit back and say, okay, let's take all the pieces off and create a new board and figure out what do we do best. Mm. And I'd never really had done that because I'd never been in a position to it. And the model we had previous to 2012 was – uh, so self-sufficient, uh, we really didn't have to do that. We were it, it was almost like the mafia, if you will. They had to come to us. They had to use us, right? <laughs> yeah. So in 2012, I got to figure out, hey, who's going to pay the bills, and how, how am I going to offer something uh, that's going to add value to somebody? And, um, you know, what I found through that is what we do really well is customer service and employee benefit. Wow. Well, I, we want to we unpack that in the next segment because I think that that's really an, a key area for us is what do I do well and then really do it better than the, than anybody else. I, let's, let's talk about that in the next segment, Mike. I'm so glad you're with us here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Bergeron. We'll be right back.
Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. You've got Mike Ramsby, president of GRA Benefits Group, here on the Michigan Business Network on the Leadership Lowdown. And Mike, in the last segment, I just love what you were talking about. There were some things that came to mind uh, about doing what is it that we do? What do we do really best and really well? It, what, it reminds me of a, of a book. I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but, but it's called Blue Ocean Strategies. And its whole concept is, is that the entire world has spent its day slicing and dicing and hacking at each other, beating each other up on price, beating each other on uh, all kinds of ways to race to the bottom. And uh, it's full of uh, red ink, uh, and that's why it's called the red, red Ocean versus the Blue Ocean, because everybody's just slicing each other to pieces. And the Blue Ocean strategy is to say, why compete with everybody? Can we do something different that competes with um, just no one else and create this blue ocean where we can sail on our own. It's less crowded and there's so few, few people doing it and we can define what that market is. And I think you did that. It sounds like you said, what is it we do best and really focused on that in the, in the middle of this crisis? Does that sound reasonable in terms of, of the new direction you took for your, your group with? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so I had to change the payer um, because the payer – Pretty much have been a carrier. They were they were paying our bills, yeah. uh, providing the revenue, and so I said, okay, here's our here's what we do best: customer server for employee benefits. How do I make money doing that? Yeah. And I, I said, well, does it? You know, traditionally we had only been in uh, a couple lines: uh, medical, uh, health insurance, if you will, and then um, life and disability, and uh, for a couple carriers. And I said, well is there any reason why we can't do this for any carrier? Um, and what's the problem that our, our client, which is traditionally the insurance agent or the broker, is having? And what I found is it, it's hard for them to keep up with all of this. Um, you know, the Affordable Care Act was hitting. You had this legislation hitting. And so they were spending their time in administration versus – selling and retaining clients. So I said, boom, if I can provide a service where we do all that back office support for mm, them, yeah. they pay us, that frees them up to do more selling, which means I'll get paid more eventually, then I have something. And, and that's where we started with, is, is in that. Yeah. Um, and that then, you know, grew to some other things. Um, <laughs> it, it grew to helping them build online benefit administration portals where employers can go in, put in all of their benefits, manage their benefits. Agents like that. They, they like the idea, but they never had the time or the resources to build it. So guess what? We started another service yeah. where we just start providing that, filling that void uh, for agents. So the agent or the employer now is who pays us 
but it all stems back to what do we do best and then building upon that. Wow, that's just so cool. And I just love the 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 way, you know, it, that's a deep dive and talk about trying to redefine and look at the world differently. And it's so hard to do that from time to time is to be able to see the world different when you're surrounded by your existing reality, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. so and and so part of what uh, that whole thing and whiteboarding a new reality when all you know is what you've got—that's just so so uh, critically important. And of course, you know the other thing too is that is that it comes from great experience knowing what some of those challenges are. But I think it takes us back to asking your your clients some of the questions about what are your what are your challenges? What is it that frustrates you? I uh, I'm dealing right now with an organization that that is a very small group. They really need all the elements of an HRD department but they just don't have the resources for that so really they're l- relying on their on their benefits provider to help them out in some of those regards and uh, and it's just some challenges so you've got to rethink some of the things that they're that they're up against well when you when you think about um, uh, looking at your current world has it it's obviously stabilized from some of the major changes that you know that that happen when we take on you know, healthcare. Um, you know, that's one fifth of the gross domestic product for the country. So you're going to have some major uh, uh, Titanic type uh, events that happen in there. To in some regards, uh, can you is as you look forward, are you are you looking and trying to outpace some of the change that's coming, or are you just grateful that for a moment it's stabilized? Well, sometimes I don't think I'm as smart as I think I am. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's hard to predict the future. I yeah. mean, you, you, you do have to hedge your bets a little bit, and, and we do that a little bit um, on what's going to happen. I, I think the online Ben Admin was a little bit of shaky at the time, um, knowing if, if you could see it, but you didn't know if there was the commitment. And then COVID hit, the pandemic hit, and people were like, well, geez, I used to – huddle my employees in for a open enrollment meeting, I, I can't do that. So how do I handle all this paperwork, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of propelled our business. But I think it's more like not only looking at what your customer solving customers for solutions, but also looking, I go back to your core competency, and maybe even looking at some of your employees and what they excel at as there's something there that you can um, add value to and bring to the client. Mm, so, wow. for example, when we started doing this back office support, um, one of the things that we agreed to do, because you're just trying to make the client happy, you, you say yes to anything because right. you got to get some revenue in the door, is we would um, go get the quotes for you know health insurance. So we'd go to all the different carriers that participate in the Michigan market, for example, and we'd go to each one carrier and get a quote. And so we'd build these elaborate spreadsheets and comparison, and it was all manual cut and paste. And I said to myself, and this is a little bit of my IT background, I go, there's got to be a better way of doing this. Well, lo and behold, we figure out a way that we could get the rates um, electronically, we could build a software system, and we started using that internally. And then I said, well, geez, why don't we just turn this on for our agents and let them pay us a fee to use this system? And, and innovation behold, was now born. I got another income stream coming. I love it. Well, so, it's, innovation is so important. It's so key. And, man, you're giving us some great ideas. Thanks so much for uh, being with us today, Mike. And thanks for being a part of the Michigan Business Network. We're going to go to these messages and be right back.
Has your workplace stopped working? DBI provides furniture solutions and workplace essentials that make business work better. From toner and paper to space planning and movable walls, DBI creates workspaces that really work. DBI, we do office. Everything for the office. One call, one source, one solution. Visit DBI online at dbis.com to learn more. This is the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. I've got one lonely last segment here with Mike Ramsby. He's the president of GRA Benefits Group. And Mike, I'm so delighted that you and I could spend some time together. And you know, part of what we talked about in the last segment was, was what is it we do best? And part of what you mentioned is trying to be creative enough to have a diversified income stream. And you, you learned that lesson really well when it hits you like a two by four, having 90% of your revenue coming through one one uh, particular account. So tell me as you as you unpack that um, uh, and uh, any other lessons you learned or maybe some ways that you're walking the walk a little bit different now. Well, diversify. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the easy word. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the easiest one. Uh, you know, understanding your core competency. I use that word a lot, core competency, because one of the softwares that I used to sell in the 90s had to do with skills and, and core competency. So finding your core competency and, and making sure you stick to it. So, you know, we've got about four different revenue streams right now, and I'll get you know, ideas from that private board or from my employees or from my customers. And sometimes you got to say no. Mm-hmm. You got to say, hey, yeah, I can see how that's going to make us some money, but it's going to take away from what we do really well and get us into an area that takes us away from our core competency. And I'm worried that we were going to start devaluing. That. Yeah, so yeah. You've got to make sure you focus on that and keep that in perspective. Well, and, and it's it becomes a bit of a distraction, you know. And I I think about some of those things. I've seen it with even even from not from organizations, even down to employee levels, where some of our best employees, I get them spread so thin because they're 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 my go-to person, the one I can count on. And now they're now they got their hands in so many different things, but. Um, you know, you've got to be got to be really good and intentional about trying to stay on stay on target. Yeah, and so, and, and it, so where we're at now is, you know, we're 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 paying our salaries, we're paying our employees really good, uh, we're making some money. But you know, as a business owner, I think you always think, well, where's my? This isn't my billion dollar, million dollar idea. You know, it hasn't yeah. come to fruition yet. What's going on? And I think. For me, I feel like you just kind of have to hang around a little bit as well. Because yeah. uh, I think if you focus on your core competency and do it well, that'll happen. You know, it'll happen. And it may not happen in one year, it may not happen in two years, but if you do it really well and excel at it, it's going to pay off. Maybe it's not financially, but maybe it's just internal to you and your worth and your, your people's worth. You know, sometimes we get caught up in the money and don't realize hey, I'm helping out this employee, and they're living a great life because of that. <laughs> yeah. What's the value in that? Yeah. 
Well, and that that really is is something special too. When you think about the way you know you can impact lives, either by putting the right coverages in place, by having the right programs on target, or just having something as simple as as uh, giving an employee that's a hard worker an opportunity to to uh, be all they can be, as they say. So, well, before I run out of time here, I want to make sure there's there's uh, a lot of people that are sitting here that might be going, "Hey, I, how do I get in touch with this Mike guy?" So tell me, uh, Mike, what is it that you can offer companies, and what is it and how can they get a hold of you? Well, our specialty is, uh, you know, helping um, brokers and, and their clients, agents and their clients, um, automate or administer employee benefits. So um, if they want to learn more about us, it's simplegrabenefits.com on their website. is probably the best. Um, but if something, idea like uh, online Ben Admin triggers something for them, Talk to their, their employee benefit agent that they work with right now. See if they have something. And if not, you know, give us a call. But if so, pursue that and see where it goes. Because a lot of times they'll have solutions as well. Um, and if not, we're here to fill the void. Well, you know what I find is that so many people in, a, in, a, in an organization, they, they, they're looking for solutions, but they just don't know where to start. And so, mm-hmm. honestly, even if it's uh, contacting you guys, you can maybe point them in terms of, uh, the direction to help them get some of those uh, challenges labeled and go in the right direction. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean, I've 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 had calls. I can't tell you how many, and and telling them, hey, yeah, I can do this for you, but you don't need me. Just yeah. go here or right, go right. here to this resource. So yeah, I I maybe gave away a revenue opportunity, but in turn, I think someone valued my relationship, and they may refer something else that is really appropriate. All day long, people pay it forward and do extraordinary things, and so uh, I just I just love that. I love your heart. You know, Mike, I've I've learned an awful lot today. I really appreciate you being a part of this. Thank you so much for uh, for being on our show. Wonderful. I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and your your wonderful audience. Yeah, very good. Well, we appreciate the fact that Mike Ramsby, president of GRA Benefits Group, took time to be with us. We we appreciate the fact that you took time to be with us here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versero. Can't wait to talk to you next time. 